Thank you for joining me on the Spiritually Curious Podcast. I am your host, Khalik. Today we'll be discussing self-identity and how we define ourselves and where the ideas and concepts and, and images of the self even come from. The images and concepts that we use to identify ourselves are cultural. They're based on where we are culturally, um, what our culture is, as well as the period in time that we're in as far as historically. Uh, We regularly use cultural concepts and ideas to establish ourselves as individuals amongst our peers in in social circles, in relationships, um, and even in religious and spiritual situations. Now, with these concepts we use to define ourselves, there are ideas and expectations attached to them. So, for example, a religious person has a very specific set of ideas, concepts, and adjectives attached to them. And because of that, there are specific ways of being that are expected from them. Same as a father or a mother or an educator, a difficult person or a bad, good or bad person. But these concepts and ideas of, of identity change from culture to culture and according to and depending on what period of history you're in. So what, what I'm what I mean is that if you are considered yourself a pastor, for example, or a spiritual person, there are specific things that are expected of you to be able to hold that identity. There is a particular way of dress for a pastor, language, interest, lifestyle, and things of that nature. So when someone comes along and they don't possess all of these attributes and still call themselves a pastor, for example, then that identity is questioned. But or even a father or a mother or a person that is um, considered to be a good or a bad person. So there are different ideas that that come up that we have to actually adhere to and meet certain expectations to hold a particular identity. So but where do these ideas these and these concepts come from where, where I mean, they're not innate to where it's the same for everyone, because when you have a pastor or uh, like Hillsong, for example, those particular pastors don't dress like pastors have in the past, yet they're still pastors. Um, some mothers don't look and act like uh, mothers of the past or as the traditional American definition goes or image or idea of a mother goes, but they're still mothers and very good mothers. Think about Cardi B. Does that really seem like the traditional all-American type of mother, according to what society says? Not really. But to me, she's a great person. I love Cardi B. I think she's a a great mother, a great woman. Um, I love her freedom of expression and just the way she completely and totally embraces her identity. So when we come to think about these ideas and images that we have, that we're told by society that we have to adhere to, then there is a breakdown in 
truly being who you are completely and fully because you're not using a sense of self-awareness to find out who you really are. You're just attaching these concepts, these cultural concepts to yourself and trying to meet them to um, become a particular type of person. And that is a problem. So think about how you define and identify yourself. Like what words, what ideas, what images, what things give an accurate description of you? Like how do you define being a man or a woman? Like what validates your manhood or your womanhood or what validates you as being a spiritual person? Is it due to you meeting a particular set of concepts or ideas or um, there are different boxes that you have to check off to even be a particular type of person? And if so, where are these ideas coming from? Like who gave us these ideas? Culture gave us these ideas. Um, Throughout time, what a man is or what a woman is or what a spiritual person is or um, what a leader is, all of these things have have expanded, have changed over the course of time. If you think back a couple of hundred years ago, a man or a woman had different expectations and a different type of identity because of what culture said, uh, what society said. Um, this is what you had to be. These things are what you had to be to even be considered to be a man or a woman. A man worked and allowed the woman to be at home and raise the kids. A woman didn't work and all these ideas. A man had uh, sex with his wife and the man didn't have sex with other men and women had sex with their husband and didn't have sex with other women. So all these definitions of a man or a woman and uh, anything else have completely changed over the course of time. So it, it tells us that there is a there is no need to meet a particular expectation of society or these ideas or concepts that we're given in order to be who we feel like we truly are. So what is used to create an identity of self? I think self-awareness is definitely something that is essential to creating a uh, identity of self. Uh, being just completely aware, just being completely aware of who you are, uh, what makes you tick, um, what makes you um, happy or satisfied or what gives you joy, what um, ignites something inside of you, like really digging deep in and figuring out without the influence of outside voices just who you really are without trying to meet the societal ideas and concepts of what you should be, but who you really are. That is what we need to move towards instead of really picking up these, um, these ready-made identities that society is, uh, is given us. 
But if you lack self-awareness, then you have a a very difficult time uh, seeing yourself in a more true light as opposed to just picking up a, a ready-made identity that society has for you. I don't know. It's like going into a um, a store or <laughs> and just picking up an identity off a shelf. That's that's pretty much how it is nowadays with um, identifying ourselves. There are all these ready-made identities. Who Who do you want to be or who should you be? If you're born in a certain neighborhood or you're a particular race or um, have a particular re- have particular religious beliefs or et cetera, et cetera. There is a very specific person that you are expected to be. And it's like going, like I said, going into this shop and just picking up that identity off the shelf and trying to f- hop inside this box and live life uh, through this given identity. A lot of us do that. I've done that for for several years, living up to people's expectations and and things like that and actually being upset with myself when I didn't reach when I didn't reach certain um expectations or wasn't successful in in fulfilling this this ready-made identity. But I started to be more self-aware and just began to ask myself, how do these particular things fit me or what actually does fit me? What activities, what um, what way of connecting to the world, what way of showing up in the world is authentic to myself? So I began to slowly Put, crawl out of this box of this ready-made identity and, and became myself. So that's what I'm speaking on today is um, really being aware of who you are, giving attention to that, giving time to that, giving giving an honest look at yourself and not just stopping there at just being self-aware of who you are, but really and taking on that particular identity and staying there for the rest of your life, but also be willing to evolve into more of what you are. I don't believe that we are just this one thing and we continue to be this one thing throughout our entire lives. We change. Our needs change. Our our likes and dislikes change. The level of awareness that we have of ourselves change and with a deeper awareness comes different um, results. So we should definitely be moving into constantly moving to a direction we are constantly, I don't want to say better because that that suggests that one thing, one I one way of being is better than the other. I would just say more I would just say uh, changing. There are different periods of of changing that we go through, transformations, um, evolution that we go through. It doesn't make the previous stage bad or inaccurate. It just you just have to start somewhere in order to move to a different place. But um, but this is this is what we need to do. This is 
Definitely what we need to do, we need to identify ourselves for ourselves, define ourselves for ourselves, and not be so quick to allow society to give us a ready-made identity uh, and therefore miss out on being who we truly are. Now, the interesting thing about picking up an identity that society gives you is that you can actually live that identity. And some people are fooled to think that this is really themselves. So if we can take an identity that is not necessarily our own um, and we can live it, that really shows you the power that we have in naming ourselves for ourselves. If we can just if we even have the ability to live out an identity that is not even true to ourselves, we can name ourselves for ourselves and live out any identity that that fits us for a, in a particular um, point of our lives. And I think this is this is really phenomenal that we can do this. And even being able to sit down envision ourselves where we want to be and actually become that person to embrace the idea of becoming that person. That is um, a very powerful thing, a very, very powerful thing to do. So we have to stop giving power to others to name us, to identify us. Uh, We have to name and identify ourselves by being self-aware of who we are. Self-awareness is the key to that. Figuring out what works for us, what um, and what doesn't work for us. Thank you for listening in. Thank you for joining us. And I really hope that you're able to really dig deep and begin to identify yourself for yourself. Instead of allowing other people to identify uh, identify you themselves and to take these ideas and concepts and images that society has given us to become to fit into and really begin to create our own ideas, our own uh, images and our own concepts that are more honest and. That are more honest and rewarding for who we are and who we are becoming. Thank you.